You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium and we have it covered here for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL, that's K-I-S-T. Apologies for the slight lull in shows the past couple of days. Thursday schedule kind of threw things off and I was dealing with some personal family issues, but I appreciate all the love on Twitter and whatnot. You guys are the best and you should see this feed fill up with its regularly scheduled content very soon as we transition out of the Eagles win over the Giants that sent them into first place in the NFC East and into Dallas week. And today we have Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz talking with the media. This is from Tuesday, October 27th, and he's asked a range of questions that deal with Derek Barnett's spin move, the injuries to the defensive tackle rotation, the CB2 job in regard to Avante Maddox, and much more as he preps for Dallas. So let's not stand on ceremony. Let's go to the podium. Obviously, you guys got Darius Slay and everything. Um, how, how big a matchup is this for him? Uh, Sunday against the Cowboys with their three wide receivers and, you know, obviously without telling us the whole game plan. I mean, how do you plan to use them? Well, yeah, how we're going to use them, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. So with the Cowboys. So I uh, don't want to delve too much into that. I, w- I would say this, that, you know, they do have multiple playmakers on the outside. It's not just about taking one guy away. Um, you know, and particularly when their quarterback was healthy, that was a very, very lethal combination. And not just not just Gallup and Lamb and and um, Amari, but um, you know, even e- even the other guys. All, all those guys were productive when they got in there. Eighty five, eleven, Wilson and uh, and Noah. Th- those guys all made plays. And it's it's going to be a group effort getting those guys stopped. It's not it's not a game where you just take one guy away and um, and and you know and they, and you're gonna and you're gonna limit them, um, you know. So I think that is that is an important part of it. They are explosive. Um, they're productive in all those positions, and um, it's it's uh, it's gonna take a group effort. EJ and then Les. Hey Jim, you guys use Alex Singleton like in a blitzing role a couple of times against the Giants. Um, how does how does he what is how does he do in that role? And then how is he doing just in general? Yeah, you know, he's he's continued to make plays for us. You know, it started with that 49ers game. We was able to get some playing time, and, um, you know, he's gotten a little bit more in each game. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that we actually called blitzes for him. It was just sort of when he was in the game, we were sort of rotating our guys through, and the situation called for it. He made the most of it. Um, you know, that was big playing the game, you know, pressure and um, – you know, uh, pressuring the quarterback, getting that holding penalty. Um, you know, it's one thing just to to get a hit on the quarterback. It's another thing to cause an incomplete pass. But you know, it, it's not quite as good as a sack. But a forced holding penalty is big. And um, you know, Alex has uh, has made a lot of plays. Hasn't played perfect, 
but has contributed and uh, and has, has made some big plays for our defense. Go ahead, Les, and then John. Hi, Jim. Uh, the 80-yard run by De by Jones uh, the other night, uh, this is the sort of thing we've seen a few times. Again, the running backs didn't kill you, but the quarterback ran 80 yards. What what has to happen to stop that sort of thing or, or limit it more than, than you've been doing? Yeah, you know, you're right on that. It's It's been rare that people have methodically driven the ball on us. Um, it's been more perimeter-oriented. It's been more um, reverse, um, you know, a, a quarterback loose play, maybe even a quarterback scramble in, in some of those, a zone read type play. Um, you know, th those are plays that just stretch your whole defense, um, you know, wh whether it's a reverse or a quarterback uh, play like that. And every single person along the, the front needs to be right. And one person out of their gap, it can really, really look bad. Where a lot of inside runs, one guy out of his gap, you got a linebacker that overlaps it or safety that overlaps it, and it's a gain of five, and you guys don't even really notice. Um, just puts more more emphasis on, you know, just being stone cold on the outside part of the field. Um, you know, it's just the way offenses are now. You know, that, that's been a... a a, um, a layer to the run game that 10 years ago, five years ago, wasn't as big. You might get a reverse in the game, but you didn't have all those, um, all those different things. And I would even include outlet passes like the RPO outlet passes. I mean, they're, that's basically a run also. Um, it, it, it forces you to defend the entire width of the field. And, um, you know, I mean, that, that play wasn't our best. I mean, we, we didn't, we didn't, come back on the quarterback the way that we should have on that. And then the defense I was in, we were half field on the other side and, you know, sort of wasted our, our middle field safety that can, that can get that ball down. Cause he wasn't a middle field safety. Um, you know, Roby was trying his best to, to hold guys off just to buy us some time to get there, but there was nobody there to get there. So that certainly wasn't our best play. Um, you know, but I think it, it remains um, if we can eliminate those plays, um, we can make it hard for people to drive the ball. I thought the only team that really consistently drove the ball on us was the Rams. Well, I guess I guess the Steelers also. But those two games, the other games, it's been big plays, whether it's been run or pass, that have got those um, got put them in scoring range. I think this Giants game, they really had one series that they that they drove and scored on. The other one was a one play drive, and the other one was set up by an eighty yard run by the quarterback. John and then Dave. Hey, hey Jim. Good morning. Um, in your history as a defensive coordinator, when you come into a game where they're having issues at the quarterback position, uh, they could be down to number three. They have a lot of issues on the offensive line. Just from a human nature standpoint, do you have to do anything different to make sure your guys are saying just, you know, 100 percent rivalry game, that kind of thing? Do you have to do more to motivate them? Um, no, I mean, we're always up for the Cowboys. Um, really doesn't matter who's out there quarterback. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to go. They have enough playmakers without the quarterback, even considering a quarterback, um, that's going to keep our full attention. You know, when you're talking about those receivers, we just talked about, they got a good tight end group, obviously, um, you know, Elliot back there, even Pollard, those guys can all make plays. And um, you know they're not going to they're not going to change their offensive game plan 
whether it's Dalton or Ben and their quarterback. Dave and then Jeff. Jim, you guys had a ton of injuries at defensive tackle last year, and now you have a couple there already this season. Uh, what's the plan? I mean, do you have do you have enough players to to fill out that rotation right now? Yeah, well, you know, we'll see where Malik gets to um, bouncing back. Um, you know, it's just too early to tell, but um, you know, we, we're disappointed to lose Ridge. Um, Ridgeway was having a very good season. He wasn't playing a ton of snaps because of the other guys we had there, but he was a very, very productive player. And uh, he was a, you know, a little different style than some of the other guys, and he was hard to handle in there. So um, we're going to have some other guys um, you know, step up into those roles. T.Y. has played a couple games for us this year and has given us some quality snaps. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see where we get to on Sunday with the rest of those guys. But, you know, obviously it's an important position for us. Um, it'll probably put more snaps on, um, you know, guys like Fletch or Hargrave or, you know, Malik when he gets back healthy. Um, but you know us, you know, we, we like to spread those reps around and keep guys as fresh as we can. So, um, you know, it, it'll definitely be um, something we'll be looking at and, and trying to trying to find the best way forward with that. Jeff and then Ed. Uh, Jim, we saw some pretty good moves out of Derek Barnett this past week. And and quite frankly, for, for most of the season, one of the big uh, talking points with him early on was getting more than just that outside speed rush. What have you seen out of him in terms of those second and third moves? Yeah, well, the, the inside spin was obviously effective for him in this game. You know, got a sack on it and got some pressures also. And it's just a good complimentary move. You know, we, we've talked a lot about Sweat and his repeatable motion and things like that. I think one of the things with Derek that, um, you know, that Matt and Wash have done a really good job with is his his repertoire is sort of down a little bit. I mean, down in numbers. Um, he doesn't need a whole lot. You know, he's 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 got an edge move. Um, he's got a speed to power move. And, and he's strong with his speed to power. Derek's not the biggest guy in the world, but he does have good speed to power. And then uh, he sets that up with, um, with an inside move. And, you know, you really don't need a whole lot, a whole lot else. And he's, you know, he's been closing ground. He hasn't been wasting a lot of time in his pass rush. He's been closing ground where in the past he was probably, you know, foot faking a little too much and, you know, not putting the pressure on those guys. And I think also, um, you know, Derek's, Derek's success has a lot to do with the other guys. We're getting good rotation in there. Um, they're all productive when they're in there, whether it's uh, whether it's Sweat, whether it's BG, um, whether it's him, Vinny, G. All those guys have, have been productive in those roles. And we always look at our guys as what's the production of the group, not an individual production. But um, I agree with your assessment. I think Derek's um, he's, he, he really has taken a steady miss. Most of training camp with an injury and sort of started slow. Um, but we're seeing the player that, um, you know, that we expect with him, and um, he's been productive for us on the field. Always plays hard, always plays tough. That's a, that's a given. Um, but I, th I think that, um, you know, that move and, and limiting some of his other moves has been productive for him. Hi, Jim. Uh, regarding the quarterback situation, there's a good body of work you can look at from Andy Dalton, obviously being a veteran. But how do you prepare for a you know rookie like Ben DiNucci who has, doesn't have that body of work? Do you go back even and look at you know maybe his tape from JMU, or, or how do you approach preparation for someone like yeah, that? Yeah, we were we were on that tape yesterday. Um, you know, watching um, you know watching some of his college film, just getting a feel more for him as an athlete and. 
you know, some of the throws that he made and things like that. Um, anybody that makes an NFL team is is good enough to play. So I, I think you, you start there. That's going to get your respect right away. You're good enough to make a 53-man roster. That, you know, that deserves our respect. Um, just watching him run some zone read stuff when he was at JMU. Um, you know, our scouting staff has really helped us, um, you know, that way. Um, you know, we our, um, our our scout Jim Ward has watched him since he was at Pitt. Actually, saw him when he was a high school player, and um, you know, just just that um, you know those kind of inputs and that, that kind of perspective helps us. Um, you know, you're right. Dalton does have a good body of work, um, but we'll be ready. You know, whoever's out there, at quarterback. We'll wrap it up with Tim, Zach, and then Bo. Hey Jim, uh, Fletcher Cox has one and a half sacks so far this year. He's on pace for about three and a half. Um, what are you seeing on tape out of him? What What do you need for from him for uh, for this defense to be at its optimum? Yeah, um, you know, sacks obviously are the thing that everybody's judged on. But again, we judge our guys on what the group's doing. Um, you know, a lot of times you you can have a great rush and it gets somebody else a sack, or you know, it gets a pressure they throw incomplete. You know, I think of the the screenplay that um, that Fletch and Duke sniffed out, and we got a tackle for like minus five or something. Well, you know, when when, when you're playing the game as a as a play caller, um, what's the difference between you know five yard loss when it comes to a screen or five yard loss when it comes to a sack or even a TFL? Um, they all count the same. It's all lost yardage play for the offense, and um, you know they lost the down. So um, you know, we'll just we'll keep our eyes on on things like that. Um, you know, I think that obviously he caused a fumble in that game. That was a huge play. We didn't score off of it, but I thought that was a huge play. Um, you know, in that two minute drive, we were able to get the ball back. Looked like they might have a chance to score before the half, and um, you know, Fletch was able to get that ball back. Um, I think it's always it, it's a, you, you can never look at any one stat and say um, whether a guy's productive or not. I think it's the whole body of work and the way we play our guys up front. It's the body of work of all the guys, not just one. Go ahead, Zach. Hey, Jim, what was the plan for Avante Maddox in this past week's game? And going forward, is the job still his if he's healthy? Oh, yeah, he's our he's our starting corner outside when he's healthy. He was just coming back. It was a difficult week. Um, you know, we started his – return to play and we didn't have any practice so it was really hard to gauge where he was he you know he wasn't 100 percent sure we weren't 100 percent sure so um he was active sort of as an emergency player he got pressed into service on some um you know some uh some pump return stuff and he was doing a good job staying warm in case we needed him and um you know because of some of the the zones that we were playing at the end of that game um, we put him in a corner. We knew he wasn't going to have to run 80 yards down the field to cover somebody, um, but we wanted him in there. And and he was, you know, he, he had felt good enough on those special team snaps and kept himself warm. So he was trending the right way. Um, you know, it looks like he's he's definitely trending to uh, be, being able to get back in there. But, um, you know, I thought Roby did a good job subbing in there. Um, but... Um, you know, Vontae's an outside corner for us, and it'll be good to get him back out there. Good, Bo. Jim, what is a uh, what is an NFL Sunday like for you when you uh, you know you had the day off? Were you watching the Cowboys game yesterday? And, and if so, you know what do you watch when you watch a game live? Yeah, um, there, there are never days off for us. Um, 
you know, we were in here at work, you know, getting ready for the Cowboys. And I, I did have the game on. Um, you know, we have multiple screens in our office. So one game was on the live game, and then I was watching cut-ups on the other one. So um, every time it was a commercial, somebody else might be going out to get a snack or hit the restroom or grab a beer. But, um, you know, that's when we flipped over and, you know, looked at uh, looked at plays from their previous game. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we, we, we do look at a lot of, you know, game tape and things like that. But sometimes um, sometimes a, a live game copy um, is gives you a different perspective. You can you can just sort of feel the, the flow of the game a little bit more. Um, you know, and I thought that was that was obvious when you were watching that Washington Dallas game. Um, but, yeah, d- days off um, aren't exactly on our um, on our calendar. 